Hey, man. No. All right. Um, no. Uh, hey, man. No. Uh, okay. Do I need to change my tone? Is it a tone thing or is it a? <laughs> do you want me to it's say some things you're saying? Hey, man. <laughs> That's I don't that like offended it. you that much. Yeah. All right. Try All right. Hey, man. Start over. Let's just hey, start over. Hey, man. Here we go. Here we go. Do hey, it. Okay. Now. Hey, man. What's up? Have you ever heard of Alistair Crowley? Alistair Crowley? Yeah. Sounds like a rock star. It does. Sounds like the lead singer of a Christian rock band in the 80s. Oh, you know, it does. Yeah, he's like, I'm Alistair Crowley and you need to get saved. (laughs) Oh, Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that because Alistair Crowley was actually um, the founder of a religion called Thelema and his own mom called him the beast as in like he's he he's marked by the number six 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 like she straight said that. Oh, is he a cult leader? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Oh, Alistair is the perfect name for a cult leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, such yeah. a cool name. Alistair Crowley. Yeah, it, it's not his name. He made that part up. His oh. name's actually actually Edward Alexander Crowley. Uh, Edward Alexander like, Crowley. Call me Alistair. And he was like, I love McAllisters. <laughs> <laughs> but if I call myself McAllister, but take I'll get sued. <laughs> the MC off. <laughs> Cause I'm the main event and you're like, what? <laughs> he's not an MC. He's not a host. He's just the Alistair. He's playing beer pong with the British CIA. Saturdays are for the BIA. <laughs> they got that flag in their office or whatever. We should start our own crypto called tulip coin. To this day, people believe that the Loch Ness monster is rich. Super rich. <laughs> They're like, you stole our secret society. And he's like, how do you even know what mine is? <laughs> Things I learned last night. Tilling it, tilling it, tilling. Uh, yeah, so he was born in 1875 uh, uh, in uh, Warwickshire, uh, which is in Europe. Uh don't ask me what country <laughs> Okay, <laughs> it's England. Uh, he was born in Warwickshire in England to a wealthy family, uh, but his his dad uh, was the owner of a very successful brewery, uh, but he, they were devout Christians and get this. Uh, <laughs> they uh, vehemently believed that drunkenness was a sin, so they didn't take a dime from their brewery. They just put it in the bank and his dad was instead a pastor. And so they owned the brewery and it was very successful and made a lot of money, but they didn't spend any of it. And instead he pastored a church because he thought it was a sin to get drunk, but he still made the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Is the profiting? I I don't, I don't understand. (laughs) So this had money. Yeah, they had a lot of money, but they lived very poor. Yeah, they did not use any of it because the money that the way they got their money was a sin um, and they were very, very fundamentalist. Well, I'm a pastor. I'm also an assassin on the side murdered <laughs> many, many people, but I don't spend that money and that's kind of what but I, yeah, I don't spend any of the money from my murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't spend my murder money murder money. <laughs> it goes right into the murder bank um, and I don't touch it. <laughs> uh, Want to come to my church? Uh, can uh, I open a soul prop account, please? <laughs> yeah, what's your business name? Uh, murder. Callisters, <laughs> Murd Callisters. Oh, like the sandwich shop? Oh yeah, yeah, like Mick Callisters, but Murd Callisters. 
He's like, you get it. <laughs> you get it. You're right on. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so Alistair. Alistair. Yeah. Uh, so um, he was uh, his parents were very fundamentalist, right? Uh, so much that he basically couldn't do anything. Sure. Um, like didn't go out and play with the other kids. Couldn't go outside. Like he pretty much all he could do in his free time was read the Bible. Um, and they were very, very intense about uh, avoiding sin. And so he was very, very rigid growing up. Yeah. Um, and about 11 years old, his dad passed away and that was a very difficult event for him. Um, and following if that a kid takes that easy. That's rough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, at 11 years old. His dad passed away. Breezed right through that. Yeah, and, he was uh, uh, fine. Yeah, fine I with hope it. it was difficult for him. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, that's pretty fair. If a kid's uh, like, yeah, yeah, you know, he wouldn't uh, let me spend any of his money. <laughs> uh, and then when he was, uh, uh, I think in that same year, uh, he uh, developed albumernia. Albinuria. Um, so it's a condition uh, where a protein in your body is abnormally present um, and it usually leads to death uh, and kidney disease. Oh. Uh, and so the doctor said he doesn't have a lot of time to live um, unless this gets fixed. Um, and so what they decided to do, they said, hey, you can go live with your uncle in the mountains for a couple years um, and just kind of enjoy your last days, basically. Um, and his dad, they're trying to send him off to a, a, like, you know how you send a dog to the farm. <laughs> well, they, their hope, their hope, and hey, I don't know why Edward, they thought this worked. Go up to the mountains and just <laughs> run free, die peacefully. <laughs> and look at the view. Listen to the rare wind. <laughs> And he's just sitting there like uh, this wind's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's murder wind. <laughs> I know that wind. That's murder wind. Their hope, their hope was, and I don't know why they hoped this, but their hope was that some time outdoors would heal him. And I mean, I guess it's like what eighteen seventy. So it's like, I mean, uh, people weren't like super smart about science stuff. Uh, so yeah. they were just like, yeah, just send him in outdoors for a while and he'll be fine. Uh, and so they did that. They sent him with his uncle and he lived with his uncle. And here's the thing about his uncle. He wasn't like his dad. Um, he was like, man, if I started a brewery and made a lot of money off of it, I'd live off that money and I would do crazy stuff with it because you know, I'd be rich. Yeah. Um, and so he believed he was like, he was like, this boy's going to die soon. Alistair's going to die soon. Let him live his life. And so he just opened up the floodgates for Alistair Crowley. This kid's like 12 years old and he just opened up the floodgates and was like, yeah, go play outside with the kids. The first time in his life he ever got to just like play outside with other neighborhood kids um, and then his uncle started taking him to the local pubs and just buying him alcohol uh, and then his his, I kid you not his uncle buys him a prostitute and is like let's let you lose your virginity before uh, At 12 years old before you die. Yeah, uh, so a vastly different lifestyle while he's living with his uncle than the fundamentalist lifestyle. He's brought up in seeing a world that he obviously never even thought about <laughs> or knew existed oh uh, with his uncle. So very, very different lifestyle uh, and he realizes while he's out there as a young child. He's like he's like hey. I judge parents who take their kids to Hooters. <laughs> You know, like there was a there was a day when I was in middle school where a kid in seventh grade showed up wearing a Hooters t-shirt. It's signed by all the Hooters girls or whatever, 
and my teachers made him take it off. Like he had to go change shirts because yeah. it was a distraction. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And this kid's out here, middle school aged. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, eighteen seventy. Yeah, seventies were wild, man. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's really where the the, the decay of our world began was <laughs> in the eighteen seventies. Well, wait till you hear about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, so he. Uh, while he was living with his uncle, he started to question the Christian morality he was brought up in. No way. Because he was like, he was like, oh my gosh, all of this is awesome, and nothing's happening to me because of it. He's like, this is great, uh, and so he gets sent back home. He he ends up for some reason the issue that was leading to his kidney disease, a bunch of beer fixed it, um, and so he what? ended up being fine. Well, he ended up like he he ended up being fine. It wasn't the beer, but. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was the beer, <laughs> uh, but he ends up being all right. And so his uncle sends him back home to his mom and he gets home and he's a different kid. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's, he gets home and he's seen some stuff. Yeah, so much so uh, that he's a mountain man. Now him and his mom have a bit of a falling out because he's like refusing to go to church. He's yeah. like not listening to anything she says because he's like he's like everything you say is stupid. Uh, I'm going to go get drunk with my friends with my 30 year old friends. <laughs> Uh, and so they have this like really tense few months with him back at his mom's house um, and it culminates in a moment where he waits for her to leave and then he orders a prostitute and kind of stages it so that way she'll walk in on them on her bed uh, and so she goes ballistic. She kicks him out and she actually was really sad. She kind of like goes insane after this um, because of how Traumatizing, like, yeah, traumatizing it was for for her, um, and so then this guy goes on um, to just live this like live fast, die young lifestyle. Um, right, it's like eighteen ninety now, um, and he actually makes it into Cambridge University, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, so he makes it into Cambridge, and he goes to Cambridge, and he's studying there, um, and he's he's renowned um, throughout the course of his life for having this crazy ability of getting into a group um, and working his way to the top um, and just like <laughs> measling his way up, up the, the social structure of groups. And so he does this um, uh, at Cambridge um, and uh, ends up doing really, really well in school uh, and then leaving. Uh, he did have a, a few relationships there, whatever, living fast. I mean, honestly, pretty typical college lifestyle. Um, for somebody who started the college lifestyle at the age of 12, uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, like just kind of kind of crazy. Um, uh, and then uh, when he left college, uh, he went to uh, a city in Switzerland uh, where he found a secret society called the Golden Dawn. Uh, and when he was there, this society. Oh, but he's good at working his way up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he finds a secret society called the Golden Dawn uh, and uh, how do you find a secret? You just stumble upon it. Yeah, you know, I don't really know how you just find it, um, but hey, <laughs> what are you looking at? <laughs> how do you? I th- I was trying to be like, do you know of any? But obviously, you can't say it. Yeah, you can't talk about and it, and I can't say it. No, but 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he joined called the golden what the golden Don like Don dish soap. 
Uh, so so he joins the secret society. Yeah, but here's what happened when he joined the secret society. He felt like he he told everybody. <laughs> he's like, no, 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 no. It's worse. He joins, he's like, guys, <laughs> good news. I don't know why if it was like he didn't think he didn't want them to know who he really was or what it was, but he wore a disguise to his first meeting there, um, which he's a young guy. He's like 21. He wears a fake he mustache. Put, I was say, put on a fake, he wore mustache, a fake mustache and, and had a bad fake accent that everybody immediately saw. Hello, I am <laughs> Alistair. I'm here to join your secret society. And they were like, where are you from, Alistair? <laughs> I'm from <laughs> the United States. <laughs> and you're like, I don't think so. They immediately saw through it. Like literally, they brought it up that night. Bro, they were like, bro, bro you're, like, you're not who you say you are. <laughs> uh, we'll hear you out, but why do you think you should be able to join? Well, I think that <laughs> I would be a god on addition to your group. <laughs> they're like you sound stupid. Like can you talk normal please and take that mustache off, but you know like there's always like a person in the group that everyone makes fun of yeah. and you know that guy was like let him in let, let him, him in, in like him in. <laughs> yeah, I second it. <laughs> you know he's like I'm just excited to not be just the one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so th- so, uh, so he, that night they were like, we're gonna let you in, but yeah, yeah, they let him in, but they knew immediately they were like, yeah, this guy's sketchy. So they kept him at an arm's length. Oh, they um, didn't confront him. Well, they 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 confronted him, and they were like, hey, and then he just, was like, no. They were like, buddy, just be yourself, and he was like, fine. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, and they let him in, but they kind of kept him at his arms, like they had like this like um, almost like tiers of inner circles. And they kept them in that like outer tier group because they it. didn't trust them a lot. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of like speaking of tiers. Yeah. It's kind of like a five dollar tier on Patreon and a twenty five dollar tier. Oh uh-huh, yeah. Patreon. Both on Patreon. <laughs> Which if you come into the <laughs> Discord with like, a fake accent and a mustache, yeah, we'll leave you in that tier. <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll. Well, first of all, we'll know. All right. And then, uh, yeah. We got a Discord that you can join here on Patreon. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which this group, the Golden Dawn, um, was an interesting group. They kind of had cherry picked beliefs from every world religion um, and practiced magic from those world religions. So they found the mystical, magical elements of every world religion and then found the magic and practiced the okay. magic from it, um, which he was very interested in because, you know. What magic do they pull from Christianity? Healings? Yeah, I mean, there's like. Um, uh, the turning Moses turning his staff into a snake like oh, stuff okay, like that. Okay, so okay. anything like kind of weird miraculous like that. They were like, yeah, let's do that. Um, and so they just tried to figure out how to do that stuff. Hey, just popping in again to say, are you tired of advertisements? Are you tired of us not talking about the subject that you clicked the link to listen to? Uh, well, great news for you. Patreon doesn't have any of our advertisements doesn't have us t- pitching our merchandise or a patreon. Obviously you're already there, but it also doesn't have YouTube ads or anything else. So sign up for patreon and you'll hear less commercial breaks. Our goal really is to break you with breaks. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Jaron Myers tillin.com slash join. It was interesting that they had decided to keep him at an arm's length and they were suspicious of Al- Alistair Crowley because he actually uh, was a British spy um, 
which how this happened. I don't fully understand. Wait, what? Yeah, so he was a British spy. Uh, Great Britain enlisted him as a spy in this time uh, because they have found out that the Golden Dawn um, had some uh, so he didn't stumble across the Golden Dawn. He was trying unclear. to infiltrate clear. It. It's unclear if he stumbled across it, got in with his fake accent and then and they were like, hey, just like, drop hey. you know, it been really great yeah. is if you just like if they're like, <laughs> could you imagine if you joined it just as yourself <laughs> and they were like, we can tell your accents fake, <laughs> you know, and then you gotta be like, Oh, you are right. <laughs> like you kind of like you got me. <laughs> you got me. This is how we sound, you know. But like, so it was unclear if he stumbled into it, got in, and then they were recruited him as a yeah, spy, yeah, yeah. or or if they recruited him and sent him. If they were yeah. like, "Hey, buddy, we we saw you at Cambridge. Also, we like to party." <laughs> You know, because <laughs> he's kind of like the, they met him at a party. Yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of like, like, like I picture like Van Wilder, like you know, like that. <laughs> That's yeah, why he's got to be the the guy on of. campus. He's playing beer pong with the British CIA. Yeah, and they're like, and they're they like, were like, hey, want to go be a spy or something? You should totally be a spy, bro. Like you could be a spy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Show us your accents. Show us your accents, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. Oh, <laughs> oh, that accent. Whoa. Yeah, they get they him get in. in. They get like, into work on Monday, and their boss is like, "So you sent this guy? Mm-hmm. What? Did, what did you see in him that made?" Wait, you what think? is the what is the what is their uh, CIA called? Oh gosh, I don't know. The um, the British Intelligence Agency. Oh okay. BIA. BIA. <laughs> Got it. Saturdays are for the BIA. <laughs> <laughs> they got that flag in their office or whatever. Saturdays are for the Bias. <laughs> the Bias. <laughs> it's a boys club, you know. Oh my goodness. Uh yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so he's immediately failing at his mission because nobody wants to let him in, right? Right. Uh, they want to keep him at a distance. So what he does is he befriends the leader um, and gets yeah. really close to leader and essentially is like, I'll pay you a lot of money because my dad's super rich and I inherited all that. Um, and he's like, he's like, I'll just pay you a lot of money to teach me all the magic you know. And the guy Put who me in him, the inner tier. Yeah, I'll pay twenty five dollars a month to be on the inside. <laughs> And he was like twenty five dollars a month. That's eighteen ninety. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. <laughs> Do you know what year it is, Alistair? <laughs> yeah, dude. I just bought a bunch of tulips that you're really gonna want to know about. I just the tulip man was coming through town. Two hundred years after they were worth anything. <laughs> you don't know how far they spread. You know. Oh gosh. <laughs> we should start our own crypto called Tulip Coin. Oh, that's kind of cool. Is it? You reacted like you like were interested in that idea. I was gonna be like, this is a good joke. I thought that was a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We, I mean, <laughs> Dogecoin could make it. We, we could. Right. Um. So, uh, the rest of the secret society loses their mind over this. They're like, how are you letting this guy into the middle? And so the the secret society kind of collapse collapses around their eyes um, because of this relationship. But Alistair and the leader of this, his name is uh, uh, George Cecil Jones. Um, 
it, they, they become pretty close friends after this and they George Cecil. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, they become pretty close friends after this and they continue kind of working together in their black magic stuff like they're like, hey, I've learned this new card trick. You want to see it? Um, and that's pretty much how the relationship went from there. Um, <laughs> Every day, you know, it's and that's in the way most guy friendships work. Yeah, as yeah. just kind of like you know, you got all these issues right underneath the surface. You know, he's going through a divorce. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. He doesn't really feel close to anybody. His secret society has collapsed around his eyes. Yeah, and then you're just like, you see this new magic trick I learned. <laughs> Isn't that the way it's bros like, yeah, go? That's a pretty cool trick, man. Um, so after this happened, uh, Crowley purchases purchases this house um, outside of, on the shore of Loch Ness. Um, that was going to be his temple. Yeah. Uh, he's like, this is my temple. And so he started. Uh, he he bought that left that land there and started traveling the world learning every things night. He from- stands by the lake and he's just like, I'll pay you to show yourself <laughs> just throwing money in the lake. Yeah, he's super rich. He's just uh- like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Throwing the those gold coins, not even dollar bills or <laughs> gold coins. He's just <laughs> flicking them into the yeah. Like he's like, I'm trying to get Nessie out of here. To this day, people believe that the Loch Ness monster is rich, super <laughs> rich. So you know why? Is because he has all that money, all right. But he doesn't want to spend any of it. Doesn't spend any of it. Yeah, because uh, he's a fundamentalist. <laughs> he's a fundamentalist. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about uh, Alistair Crowley. His mom died shortly after he left his uh, uh, house, and so he inher- inherited their fortune that they had never touched. And so oh, not yeah. only were they super rich, but they never touched a dime of it. Yeah. So he's got insane cash. Uh, so he's just blowing money up the wazoo to live his crazy lifestyle. Doesn't um, even ask Dave Ramsey how to do it. <laughs> he's just like, I just inherited all this money. Inherited all this money. Blow it. He's like, I'm just going to blow it on some stuff. So he, he travels to Mexico, India, Paris. Oh, he's like he's going around literally going around the planet uh, with his goal of finding secret societies and occults. Uh, uh, to learn their uh, magic. <laughs> he's like teaching okay. me magic. Uh, he's like obsessed with magic specifically. Does he whisper that to people. <laughs> he's always goes, teach me your teach magic. Me your magic. <laughs> you know any like magic. Hey, do you know any? <laughs> magic. Like Alistair, you spilled so much beer on me when you asked. Do me you <laughs> know any magic? magic? <laughs> Teach me your magic. Can somebody order this guy Uber? Get this guy out of here. <laughs> Where are you staying? You need to leave. <laughs> 1890, like a buggy pulls up. <laughs> like, all right, buddy, let's go. Uber uh, for Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a three star rating. <laughs> He's a terrible passenger. <laughs> Throws up in the back of their buggy every time. Oh, uh, so intentionally uh, <laughs> on purpose. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, while he is in Paris, uh-huh. uh, he meets uh, a, a woman named Rose Kelly, uh, who is uh, the sister of a guy named Gerald, who he befriended in Paris. Okay. Uh, he finds out that Rose was betrothed to be married, uh, but it was like an arranged marriage and she didn't want to marry this guy. Oh, uh, so the day he met her, he said, hey, let's get married and we'll leave. And so they did. He just kidnapped her sister. This guy's sister, apparently, his friend's sister married her, like went to the courthouse, married her and then fled to Egypt um, <laughs> and like 
they never saw Rose again. Like literally just peaced out uh, yeah. and took this girl with it. They him. changed her last name too. To what? What's Alistair's last name? Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. yeah. Well, because he was like, listen, if your name is R. Kelly, it's going to be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a magician. I know the future. No, and this is not going to. And you good. don't want to stick with that. You're Trust me. Change that. To Trust me. R. Crowley. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not going to be good for you if you leave. Don't that. say R. Kelly. P. R. Crowley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Egypt right now. She's like, I can't. I believe we can fly. <laughs> He's running around her room. He's like, he's like, we can fly, we can fly, we can fly. And she's like, what, are you, what? what is it? Who is this man? <laughs> I was making an R. Kelly reference. <laughs> <laughs> and you went like full Peter on Peter <laughs> I was making a, I believe we can, I believe I can fly. No, yeah, That's R. Kelly. And you were just like, is we that just really bl- R. Kelly? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> And then you were like, <laughs> you were like, if we just believe, I had no idea that was R. Kelly. Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, I had no idea that was R. Kelly. That, dang. Okay, uh, that reference I was making that was a good pop culture reference. And then you were like, you were like, yeah, Rose, <laughs> third star to the left and straight on till Egypt. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> That's a callback. So they get to Egypt. <laughs> they get to Egypt, uh, and they start. Uh, it's like the early 1900s, right? Yeah. So Egypt's not like super protective of their um, uh, borders, historical artifacts, oh. Ar- artifacts, 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 artifacts. It's like we are a freshman in, in archaeology <laughs> school. <laughs> You have to fax in your designs. <laughs> Here's my archivist. <laughs> oh man. What does the back of your shirt say? Doesn't it say it architect? architects? <laughs> okay. Architects. Archifacts. <laughs> um, uh so uh they get there and they start like finding like pyramids and like Egyptian temples. Uh and they start going in there and drawing pentagrams and uh trying to summon the Egyptian god Horus uh, because he believes he's supposed to. Um, yeah, this feels like a rom-com movie where Rose is just getting like it's like the notebook if the notebook got real dark at the end. She's like going to be married to somebody else and then he goes hey, what if we just travel the world and summon the devil <laughs> and she was like she was in such a vulnerable place <laughs> that she was like yeah, but you know how that pans out like a year later you know, they're like in New Zealand <laughs> and he's like drawn. He's like, he's like, what? You're not drawing the pentagram with as much enthusiasm as you used to. <laughs> you used to. And she's like, she's like the points of your pentagram. Used to Alistair, be this isn't the same anymore. This isn't for, this isn't for me. <laughs> you know, can't we just settle down and get in and, and have a family? Oh my God. He looks off from the mountains and he goes, I don't want to put another kid <laughs> into this world. She's like, what the heck? What is wrong with you? Um, so uh, they go and uh, they're doing a bunch of stuff in Egypt. They're doing a bunch of stuff in Egypt, and she's caught. claiming to 
be having these visions of Horus and Horus is telling her who's Horus. It's an Egyptian God. Okay, and Horus is telling her uh, what a that name. they've been looking for Alistair and Alistair's angry at his wife because he says I've been doing this forever and I haven't seen Horus, but you are saying you're seeing Horus on the first try and so he's really <laughs> mad at her about it like he's really <laughs> mad at her about it. <laughs> he's like now it's probably it's probably not going to work. <laughs> But we're gonna do this anyway, and then she goes. No, oh, I can see Horus. He's like, what? <laughs> He's like, no, you can't. No, no. And she's like, but they did it repeatedly, and she said the same thing. And he got mad every time. He's like, stop it. You're not seeing <laughs> it's. A, but she, they kept doing it together, and she kept seeing him. Um, well, she ends up while they're still in Egypt. Uh, she ends up going to this museum. She she ends up running off with Horus. <laughs> She's really not loyal to anybody. <laughs> Horace is like, quick, marry me. Quick, let's marry go me. To Paris. Let's go to Paris. <laughs> it's just an endless cycle. Uh, so she goes to this museum and she sees this thing called the steel of Ankh F and Khonsu, uh, which she shows to Crowley and it had it depicted the god Horus and a few other things. It's like an ancient uh, uh, Egyptian artifact. Yeah. Uh, Crowley becomes obsessed with it because it is it's it's item number in the museum is six six six, and so he's like he's like this is meant for me because I am the beast, uh, and he's like I need this steel, uh, and so they rename it the steel of revealing that this is going to reveal some secret mystery that Alistair is supposed to expose. And that's his destiny. That's why Horus is looking for him. Okay, uh, <clears throat> so he gets obsessed with this crazy idea. Uh, and then they decide let's go to China. So they went to China. Uh, <laughs> Were they on the amazing race? <laughs> they show up and the host is like, "You are the first to arrive." <laughs> I regret to inform you that you are the last to arrive. Uh, and so on this trip, uh, they actually ended up having a baby uh, named Lilith. Uh, and then he writes this book called the book of the law, uh, which is like his holy book of his new religion that he's called Thelema uh, and what's Thelema is the is the is the religion. Yeah, the religion is called Thelema uh, and so he's, he's he writes that book also writes a bunch of poetry and stuff. Um, oh and sidebar um, he kills a couple robbers in China um, like shoots him and kills him uh, just for the heck of it. Well, I mean, he's being robbed, so he shot him. Oh, he was him. being. I thought you were just like he was just like he was just out there like you robbed somebody, bang, 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 <laughs> dealing out justice <laughs> while he's out here trying to find a. He's writing a book of demons <laughs> and is just like, hey, listen, I'm following the devil, but there's still a rule of law, sir. sir. <laughs> yeah, so he kills a couple of robbers who try to attack him, um, and then uh, on his journeys. Uh, it appears Kay. that some other hikers that were on a journey with him who died died because of him, um, but it's okay. Not hear me guaranteed. Out. Hear okay. me out. Yes. He went on a hike. Yeah, in Russia <laughs> in 1959, <laughs> right? 11 people. <clears throat> yeah, I think he murdered everyone on the hike. <laughs> That's what a lot of people uh, think. That's he did. a good theory. A lot of people think he did, um, except for he died before 1959. You don't know that. Okay, I do, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I've confirmed it. 
Uh, but who knows if his magic was really good. He could time travel, right? Hey, thanks for checking out Things I Learned Last Night. If you like what we're doing and you want to help us do more of it, uh, one way you can do that is to purchase some merchandise. We've got mugs, t-shirts, all that stuff on the website. It's slash merch. If you go to T-I-L-L-N.com slash merch, all of that is there for you to check out, and we would love for you to be a part of the show uh, and helping us to do more things. So thanks for checking this out, and back to the episode. Um, so... Uh, he starts a secret society called AA, uh, which stands for Alcoholics Anonymous. I, knew exactly. <laughs> I was like, that's a secret society. <laughs> okay. uh, very, very uh, uh, similar to uh, uh, the Golden Dawn. Uh, in fact, some of the uh, members get really mad at him about it. They're like, you stole our secret society. And he's like, how do you even know what mine is? <laughs> he's like, no, this is the AA. <laughs> this is it. You don't even know what this is. It's a secret. Don't you know that? <laughs> uh, so uh, he continues practicing his um, evil rituals. He goes to some other countries uh, back to Paris uh, and into the US and his wife eventually uh, or his his daughter. This is important. Miss this. Oh, they had a kid. Yeah, his daughter tragically dies really young um, oh. and that had a very heavy effect on him as well. Uh, and then they had another daughter and then his wife uh, passes away as well. So he's kind of left alone um, and he begins this thing. He calls the Ab- Abbey of Thelema back in that property. He bought by Loch Ness uh, where he begins to do these crazy, crazy rituals of trying to bring Horus to him because mm. he believes it's his destiny uh, to bring in. Well, yeah, if his wife died and she's the one that saw him, yeah, saw Horus. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he's trying to bring in the Eon of Horus, uh, which is he claims that uh, there was uh, the previous Eon of history um, or I guess you could call say thousand years uh, was for Christianity. uh, Oh, this one. Yeah, was for Horus Um, and what was uh, is that what we call it a horoscope? Interesting. Maybe actually I have no idea. Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, uh, his his religion Thelema was following Horus trying to bring in this new eon and he was going to be the one who's kind of the prophet who led it into reality Uh, and uh, the the cornerstone of this belief system was do what thou wilt. Uh, which means just do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter. Nothing matters. Just do whatever the heck you want. Well, if you really think about it, he did usher that in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, honestly, if you think about it um, today, that's kind of the lifestyle of the world <laughs> is do whatever you want. Um, and there's a lot of um, a lot of prominent figures uh, after his life. Don't look at me like that. Okay, a lot of prominent figures uh, right after his life. Um, or even during his life uh, that uh, claimed to have been heavily influenced by his teachings. Um, so they got their hands on his religious oh. texts and stuff or were a part of his his cult like for so example. Tom Cruise <laughs> and who, <laughs> I'm just going through the people I know who follow this guy. Um, well, I mean actually you might not be that far off because L Ron Hubbard was heavily influenced by interesting Aleister Crowley. Um, uh, and they actually was, uh, he was like 
friends with Aleister Crowley uh, before starting Scientology. So heavily influenced by him um, and was like, he was like his mentor uh, was Aleister Crowley. Uh, so there's actually some pretty, pretty strong ties of Scientology to Crowley and Crowley's belief system uh, and the things that Crowley did promising. Okay. And then a lot of rock stars in like the seventies and eighties. That makes sense. Like, a, like a, I would think like a Manson kind of kind of guy mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Yeah, they loved him. Even the Beatles, the Beatles and uh, uh, oh, what's that? Sergeant Pepper and the oh, what's that? What's what's that album called? Sergeant Pepper and the Lonely Hearts Club Band that album. He's on the cover. So they oh, really? Yeah, Aleister Crowley's on the cover of that um, because they oh. really liked Aleister Crowley. Um, so all those things you hear about. Um, so like this, like magic stuff wasn't like a dark demonic thing. Oh, it was. I mean, he was oh, into okay. any ritual magic darkness stuff like from any faith. He was like, he's like, I'm all about that. And so and he had no bounds of that's too dark and he was actually obsessed with the mark of the beast, the 666 thing, and he called himself the beast. His mom called him the beast first, but he loved that and he's like, he's like, I am the beast. He's like, I am the beast from the Bible. Yeah, um, that they talked about because he and it, and it made sense that he believed that because he believed he was bringing in this new age where there was no law like you just do whatever the heck you want. Yeah, um, and so if you if that's your interpretation of what you're supposed to do and then you look at the Bible that there's this beast who's supposed to come and do something relatively similar, then it makes sense that you'd be like, oh, I am the beast <laughs> and be like hyped about it. I am um, <clears throat> the beast. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, it seems confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a weird dumb accent you're making up. Uh, yeah, but uh, Led Zeppelin was also a big fan. David Bowie okay. was a big fan. Ozzy Osbourne, obviously. What year did he die? Uh, he died in uh, 1947. He was 72. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, died back in England. Uh, ironically, in England, when he died in 47. Uh, uh, he wrote really near to his death uh, that he was wrong his whole life, and he said he said the meaning of life is not to do whatever the heck you want. He said the meaning of life is your family, and he said I miss my family. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. But he his entire life up until like literally that moment, like a year or two before he died, he was like he was like do whatever you want, do whatever the heck you want. He's like I am Satan himself. Um, so you're saying that <clears throat> this man. And the gorilla that they taught sign language <laughs> said the same thing at the end of their life. <laughs> Do you know about that? That gorilla they taught sign language, like at the end, she was like, "I wish I was a mother." Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, pretty accurate. Um, but yeah, he's straight up like, "I wish I would have spent more time with my family," uh, and uh, I really miss them. Um, huh? So, um, kind of sad end to his story, uh, but I mean. Well, if you're listening, call your mom. Call your mom. <laughs> Mother's Day's coming up. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll have happened a long time ago. So yeah, really. way Father's to, Day's way up. to understand how our release <laughs> schedule works, Tim. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, a bunch of artists, like music artists, have songs dedicated to him. Um, and actually, the guitarist of Led Zeppelin bought his house uh, and quickly moved out and said that. Did you place call him is- Artemis? Huh? Did you just call him Artemis? I think I said artists. Oh, I thought you called him. His name is Alistair. Alistair, yes. Anyway, sorry, I got confused. I the thought the guitarist you of Led Zeppelin bought his house. Maybe I heard guitar. I don't know. The guitarist of Led Zeppelin bought his house and quickly moved out because he was like, that place is super haunted. 
<laughs> oh yeah, for sure. He was yeah, hyped yeah. about it. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm gonna live in he's Alistair like, Crowley's yeah. house. And then he was like, yeah, this place one is super night. creepy. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he's like, I'm gone. That's kind of why I want to build a house because you know it's not haunted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, if it is, they don't know the floor plan. <laughs> you know, it's brand new. They gotta learn the floor. It'll yeah, take them a couple weeks. It's gonna to take a while to, to get used to the stuff. You know, there's a house here now. I mean, ghosts can go through walls. They don't care about no floor plan. That's an assumption about the ghosts. Okay, we don't, <laughs> don't know that all ghosts sure. can go through walls. Okay, that's just some stuff you saw on Casper. Okay, you don't know that for a fact. You're right. I'm making assumptions here. Thank you. <laughs> Ghostly assumptions. Um, but yeah, so assumptions. Alistair Crowley. Weirdly enough, um, I mean, a lot of a lot of like newspapers and magazines were calling him the devil at the time, and he loved <laughs> it. He loved being referred to as the right. devil. Um, he was like the original Ozzy Osbourne, really. Um, but uh, yeah, so he uh, lived this life, started this cult. A lot of people still follow it. I actually watched a YouTube video summarizing his book of the law, um, and it was here, here's something. If you're ever uh, getting into a belief system uh, and the first thing they teach you is uh, you can't interpret this for other people. They have to interpret it for themselves. It's probably uh, a little sketchy uh, um, because yeah, I watched I watched this YouTube video and it opened with this girl. She's like, she's like, I'm not going to tell you everything because you're not supposed to do that, uh, but I'll tell you some things and then you can find out the other things for yourself. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, ah, this is, I mean, that should be a red flag. Um, yeah, but people still like are still following this. But that's also her Tinder bio. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you everything. <laughs> You gotta find some things out for yourself. No. <laughs> no. Swipe right to find out more. It's like a little cute, you know. It's kind of cutesy. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah. Uh, I love hiking and I love drawing pentagrams and doing spells. <laughs> and I'll save the rest to tell you on our first date, which is also the day we'll get married and run to Egypt together. <laughs> Take me to Egypt. <laughs> Swipe right for a free trip to Egypt. <laughs> oh gosh, but he really did kind of like it. What he it describes, like what worked. he describes as the Eon of Horus, he actually kind of did usher that in because it's. I don't know if he ushered that in. I think that here, here's my argument. Here's my argument. Um, so he was really active. You think that like, spiritually. That there was actual movement in the culture. Maybe I think what I'm more referring to is most of pop culture in the 60s and 70s when the world kind of really started to shift into this. Uh, I mean, we're in the the extreme of that, but the this thing where it's like, yeah, forget morality, do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to be held by down by the systems, you know. Um, that shift began from a group in pop culture that were his followers um, and that is highly esteemed his teachings and now we've that's just kind of snowballed. So I don't know if it was exactly his belief system that took off and made this happen, but I think there was a subset of the of influential people in the 60s and 70s that believed in what he believed in that met the culture and that's kind of snowballed to this point where it's now it's kind of like I mean do whatever you want like that's that's kind of the the mantra of society. Now it's like you can't tell me. Yeah, I but I don't do. think that that is. <clears throat> I don't know if you can even attribute that to him. Um, 
I'm saying he I'm saying he was the first stone to be thrown in that cultural revolution. That's my that's my assertion. Okay. And I think a bunch of people after him were like, oh yeah, I agree with this guy. And they started joining in. Um, I think people had always lived that way. I think he was the first one to kind of start to make it more mainstream. And then a bunch of mainstream people were like, yeah, we like that. And then everybody else started seeing it and they were like, that's a new show. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, last thing on Alistair Crowley. Uh, this is kind of crazy. Um, not a lot of, not a lot of, I watched a lot of videos uh, preparing for this one uh, that kind of talked about his life. Yeah. Um, there was only one that mentioned this, um, but there was a moment in his life. It was when um, I want to say it was like 90, 1914. So in 1914 and 1919, he lived in the US. And while he was there, oh. um, he actually went down to Georgia uh, and. <laughs> He got in a fiddle off. I hate you so much. With the devil. I was with you. I was with you. Dad, gummit. That was good. One. <laughs>